Welcome to Security in Focus Tech Talk, a regular podcast focused on informing and supporting the needs of Gallagher Command Centre installer technicians, administrators and operators. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk. In this episode, we are joined by Jim, value owner for our controller applications and platform squad to take a deep dive into an exciting new product from Gallagher, the Controller 7000. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for your time today. Uh, can you give us an intro to yourself and your role? Thank you, Shane. Yeah, I'm Jim Rayner. Uh, yep, value owner for Controller um, Hardware, working with Controller Applications and Platform Squad, as you said. Um, my background, um, I've been working in IT for about 25 years now. It was 23, yeah, about, about 25 years now. Um, but I joined Gallagher 16 years ago, so my 16th uh, work anniversary has just passed in the last few days. Um, and in that time, I've always worked with the, the hardware side, so uh, very closely involved in the T-series readers and the F-series fence controllers and all of that hardware stuff that's, that we've been working on the last um, last 10, 15, 15 years. Uh, my current role is as a, a value owner, so it's kind of like a hybrid role, really. I kind of support the applications and platform squads and the hardware engineers to make the, the really cool products that we make um, and make sure that they uh, meet the needs of our customers. I kind of see my role as sort of half in R&D and, and half in the customer space. I'm potentially the, the customer voice. Great. So, Jim, tell us about this controller. So uh, can you tell us why we've decided to make a new controller and how it came to be? Yeah, sure thing. So, look, the Control 6000 has been around for a, for a long time, since 2009, I think. Um, and it's always been really well received in the market. It's very, very popular. We did a lot of research a few years ago. It was seen to be um, yeah, like a really solid performer. I think we had some issues when we first released it. Um, they got ironed out. It's considered to be a workhorse and really, really popular with our products. It's actually um, Gallagher's uh, biggest selling device ever across the, the whole business. So it's been a real success story. Um, but 2009 is quite a, a long time ago. I quite often compare it to a, an iPhone in 2009 to what we have now. It's a totally different beast. But we've managed to um, support that product and we'll carry on supporting it until 2031. Um, but it's definitely time to bring out the next generation of controllers. So the Controller 7000 standard uh, represents a new generation of Galaxy technology. So um, we're offering st- up streamlined upgrades, unparalleled cyber protection. We've really gone to town on the cyber side of this, this product. Um, the launch of this product really will take us into the future. So as we delve into this podcast, we'll talk about some of the cool bits about it. And that just allows us to do more things on the controller. So the 7000 standard builds on all the hard work that we did with the uh, controller 7000 single door. In fact, it uses a lot of the, the same code base. So we've been able to sort of leverage the work that we've done in the last few years on that product and bring it into the, into the 7000 controller. We spend a lot of time talking to our customers, as we, we like to do. Um, it's always good to get out and meet our, our channel partners, um, and globally as well. We don't just look in Australia and New Zealand. I've got the chance to go to the UK and, and the US um, and talk to some of our really long-standing um, channel partners up there. And it's really great to bring a, a product to market that actually reflects those conversations. You know, people ask for stuff, and it's really nice to be able to, to deliver on that. So it's an exciting time. Awesome. Uh, so when when is it going to be released and and what functionality will be available? So it's out now. We released it on the on the tenth of November. We had a, a nice quiet barbecue to to celebrate its release, um, and people can purchase it through their channel partner or reach out to a local Gallagher represent, representative. In terms of functionality, it's um, it's very similar to the Controller Six Thousand. 
So the, the feedback that, that we got from talking to channel partners was don't change the footprint. We, you know, we're, we're used to installing this device. Don't make our life difficult by bringing out something that, that's totally new. So, yeah, it's very similar to the Controller 6000. There's a few things that we won't do. We're not supporting um, GBus anymore. In fact, I think we'll, we'll stop supporting that from version 9 of Command Center. Um, and we're not putting the serial port on, on this device at, at this stage. So the serial port, um, you know, it, it doesn't get used in the majority of installations. We know it's used for alarms, dialing, and there's lots of other sort of smaller niche um, uses for that serial port. Um, but it's actually an expensive piece of hardware and there's a fair bit of software development. So we made the decision to, to hold off putting that on the standard controller. We'll put it onto the enhanced controller when we develop that, which will be next year sometime. Yeah, that's a good point, Jim. So GBus is supported in version 9, but from 9.10 onwards, uh, we'll be removing that. So it kind of lines up nicely. Yeah, it does. And it's a... I know it can be difficult for some customers, but I think from our, our point of view, it's, it's good to retire some of that legacy hardware. There's a lot of cost in there for us to support it. You know, we, have to, we have to test it, we have to develop around it. Um, and it's old legacy hardware. You know, it's 2023, so let's, let's move forward, eh? Mm. Yeah, definitely. For our, for our channel partners listening, how easy is it to install? So, look, ease of installation is one of the first things we, we look at when we're designing the product. Um, and... We totally understand that if a, an installer has to spend a while getting used to installing a new product, if they get stuck on site installing a new product, um, you know, it, it, costs, it costs the channel partner money, so that's always forefront of our mind when we're designing new products. Um, and that, again, that's part of the reason why we kept the, the same, same form factor, the same layout. Um, and, and you know yourself, Shane, because you installed a, a few around on, on site, and I've seen a few being, being installed. It is literally as easy as unscrewing it, screwing it from the wall, detaching it from the plug-in module, um, unplugging the cables, you don't need to take the wires out of the, the plugs or anything like that, and you just pop it back in, um, and you jump into command centre and, and do the config, so we've made it as easy as possible. Yeah, definitely easy to switch over, um, being the right footprint, you know, just grab those, chuck those screws out and switch the plug-in modules in the in the, in the cables, like you said. Yep. Um, it's, you know, when you've when you got your head stuck in a cabinet, it's definitely easier to <laughs> if it's if it's if it's easy as possible, it's great. Yeah, that's right. Particularly in this building, because I think those those cupboards are in the gents' toilets, so it's not the, the place you want to spend <laughs> spend too much time. In a, in, a, in a cupboard in the gents' toilet. So yeah, in a cupboard. Just yeah. clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, I've also heard the LED will be dimmer. Yeah, boy, will it? Um, so when I started in oh, two thousand and seven, all across the, the fourth floor, we always had these controllers, and I think that the, the red LED isn't just to do with the controller 6000 it was the 3000 and the 5000 before it um and every the first thing everyone does is put a bit of chewing gum or blue tack or a post-it note over the top of it and it really serves no purpose i think that the initial purpose for that led was so that we can shine a line light through um, a cabinet so if somebody ducks their head into a into a room or a cupboard or wherever they can see that it's on and, and running but in reality if the if the controller goes offline or stops running we get alarms through command center and all sorts of stuff the actual real reason that we did it was there was um, a channel partner in the States in the 90s um, and they, they asked us specifically to put it on there. Um, they had their reasons for putting it on there and we put it on there and we'd no longer have a relationship with that partner. But we had to kind of carry it through because we've always kind of felt, well, do we need do we need to get rid of, rid of this? Is there, is there a risk to get rid of this? But um, for the 7,000, we've decided, no, we don't need it. It doesn't really serve any purpose apart from to um, give laser eye surgery when people are trying to install it or whatever. So it's, it's being taken off. 
And in fact, we'll actually kind of dim it for on the 6,000s. So from control 6,000s that are being made um, from now forward, they will be dimmed down and, and you won't get that blinding red light. Hope that goes down well with everybody who doesn't like to be blinded. I, I know I've, uh, I've seen stars a few times staring at that light. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so that's the hardware side, the software side of things. So, Jim, can you let us know about the changes that have been made? Yeah, so look, it's going to be very similar. So um, we've reused the, the same configuration that we use for the controller 6000. Um, but one thing we have done is to um, provide, a, well, we call it a utility, but it's a, it's a right-click kind of duplicate feature in Command Center that allows you to take the um, configuration from a 6000 and automatically transfer it over to a controller 7000. You can imagine a controller that's fully loaded with um, HBUS, I.O. and lots of other configuration items. It's just e- really easy to, to make a mistake when you do that. Um, a mistake that's cost money because you then have to go back and figure out what's going on. Um, so I think when I initially talked to the to the team about this piece of work, I said, I want it to happen in one click, and, and they all kind of laughed at me. Um, and it's probably about two or three clicks, but it just makes it nice and easy and saves time. So we think you can swap a controller over in, in 15 minutes. Um, and that's, that's great from our point of view. Great from an installer point of view as well. Yep. Perfect. So um, delving more into the features, do you want to tell us a little bit about the cyber side? Yeah, sure. So look, we talked for years eh, about baked-in security. You know, the first thing we do when we design a product is like, how do we make this as, as secure as possible? In fact, I've come out of a meeting this morning. There's a five-hour meeting to, to discuss all, all the security around not just the products that we make, but um, how we make them, the supply chain, and all that sort of stuff. And the Controller 7000 really embodies that kind of that, that thought. And that, look, there's five sort of use cases, really, that we, we can talk about. Um, there's lots of other stuff in the background that we probably don't need to talk about for obvious reasons. But um, we've introduced Secure Boot on the Controller 7000, so this applies to the single door um, and the new controller, the Controller 7000 standard that's coming out. And what that Secure, secure Boot does is it stops... Um, supply chain attacks. It prevents any attacks on the firmware during manufacturing, shipping, or after it's installed on, on site. Because we know that an attack on firmware can give control over the device to a bad actor who could then use that controller to attack the site or to attack the site's network. And I think the key for us is we don't want to be that device that allows a bad actor to get control over our customer's site. So we introduce the secure boot there to, to make sure that, that that doesn't happen. Um, the next thing we did was um, is we've in- introduced this thing called anti-rollback. So um, for, for at- attacking IP devices, a common approach to attacking an IP device is to somehow roll back the software to a to a previous version. You know, you could socially engineer somebody to um, get them to install a, a version from five years ago, and if that version's got known vulnerabilities on it, then boom, you got your your way into the device, your way into the back door. So we're going to have a, a way to disable. Um, any any versions with known vulnerabilities um, that appear in the future. The third thing we talk about is is immutable identity. So you know it's, it's not going to be possible to clone or counterfeit the controller seven thousand. We call that immutable identity. Um, you know it's it's quite possible for a, a, a third party, a bad actor, or even like a, a state bad actor um, to recreate our devices, put their own firmware on there, and then put that on a site and use that to do whatever they want, really, get access to the doors, um, anything else they want to do on site. So that immutable identity is really, really key um, part of our, our cyber story. When we 
look at the, when we look at the hardware. I'm laughing because sometimes this feels like so secret squirrel and and all that sort of stuff. But when we look at um, look look at cyber, we have to defend against every possible attack. You know, if somebody if if hundred attackers wanted to attack um, a site or a, a piece of hardware. Only one of them needs to get through to be successful. We got to fend off all all one hundred, so we take this stuff really really seriously. Um, so we also introduced something called Trust Zone. So we have a, a secure cryptographic chip called EdgeLock on on the controller, and that holds all the really super secret stuff. So they you know all those certificates um, and all the algorithms that we use to to protect our devices. They're on a totally different chip. So if somebody was to um, get access to, to the controller if they were to try and attack the IMX8 chip um, on there, they wouldn't get access to the really super secret stuff. So that's all the stuff that, that we put in, in, the, in the trust zone. And it's worth mentioning um, that the, the, the main process that we use for this device, well, we didn't choose it because it was the, the best for access control or because it was the, the best value or anything like that. We selected it because it's the most secure um, microchip uh, in the market at the time. It's actually used for car entertainment systems, but um, due to its cybersecurity story and the way it can work with EdgeLock, um, keep everything safe, that's why we, we, we chose that one. And the fifth way we do it is, is really looking at our whole manufacturing process. Um, we've, we've invested quite heavily in making sure our facilities are really, really secure. So all of these controllers get made in a very secure area um, with, with in and out access control, with cameras, with logging on. So we always know who's anywhere near anything that we do. Um, and, and really some of the some of the secrets we, that we keep, is, it's almost like a, a nuclear football, you know, we kind of... We have two of them. They're in separate parts of the of the, the country, um, and nobody can actually get access to themselves. You know, it, it's yeah. We we take it really really seriously. Great, thank you. Uh, this controller, I guess, marks the beginning of a new era of technology for Galahad. Can you tell me a little bit about how the seven thousand is built for the future? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, like I said, the IMX eight. Um, processor it's for vehicle car entertainment systems so we could watch movies on it or stream music or whatever but we won't be using it for that but the, the power behind there just allows us to do um like i think for uh, a controller 6000 uh, the way we measure the uh, the access decision is 200 milliseconds um for the controller 7000 that's down to eight milliseconds which is like lightning fast wow. um we've increased the number of card holders that you can uh, store on the device to two million um, and there's a million offline events, and if we needed to, we could increase that in the in the future. So we talk about ten times faster processing speeds. Um, and at at this stage, actually, this just this morning, I was talking to our testers, um, and they've been testing things like increasing the number of I/O, so we'll be able to have double the amount of I/O, um, support up to twenty t t twenty t twenty alarms terminals, um, and just all that that kind of stuff just gives all that power for the future that's just the start so um, my next task um, is to develop a software roadmap we've got lots of really cool features that we could put onto the controller things like um, maintenance mode predictive lock uh, failure there's a whole lot of stuff that we can do that pushes those features out to the edge uh, in the controller itself Um, and i think what customers will see in releases of command center um, every six months they'll see those features start to, to grow out until um, we fully flesh out the, the feature of that controller and make it exceptional. Awesome. 
So what command center versions will the 7000 be supported on? So we're bringing out the Control 7000 standard alongside uh, version 9 and um, for anybody wanting to install the, the Control 7000 standard um, you'll need version 9 to, to do that. Obviously the Control 7000 single door I think we can we can support back to 870 um, but for this new controller um, you've got to upgrade to the latest version of command center. And how does this fit in with the single door controller? Um, so it's it's a family of new controllers. I think when we first released the Controller 6000, there was just the one device. Um, so the Controller 7000 will be a, a similar range of uh, range of devices. And finally, Jim, can you tell me why it doesn't have orange connectors? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question. You're not the first person to, to ask that question. So we've traditionally used um, green connectors and... Um, you know, we've, we've sold um, over 150,000 of these controllers out in the wild and we, we really see that as an opportunity for people to upgrade their controllers, but they wouldn't necessarily um, replace the, the green connectors. So if we had orange connectors, it would be orange on green. And it was just a decision that we made because we've got lots, of, got lots of green connectors in the factory, not many orange connectors. Um, but yeah, no, we've had consistent feedback. Even on LinkedIn, people have been commenting on it. So I, I think... Probably now is about the time to say is that at some stage in the future we will introduce it with orange connectors. And I, I know it looks way better with orange. So um, that's a good question and great feedback to anybody that's raised that feedback. So watch this space. We'll roll it out in the future. Awesome. That definitely looks pretty sleek and black. Great. So that's some awesome information, Jim. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and give us an update on this new generation of controller. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me, Shane. It's great to chat, and we'll chat again soon, eh? That wraps up our tech talk on the 7000 Standard Controller. Cheers for tuning in and hearing us talk a little bit about this new tech from Galah Security. If you need to know more, have a look on our website or reach out to your local Galah representative. Catch you next time.